This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, Session 93. And the quote of the day is from Robert G. Allen, who said, Don't let the opinions of the average man sway you. Dream, and he thinks you're crazy. Succeed, and he thinks you're lucky. Acquire wealth, and he thinks you're greedy. Pay no attention. He simply doesn't understand. Listening to the Drummers Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers and industry professionals. Information, education, and motivation for drumming and beyond. What's going on, everybody? Nick Ruffini here with another session of the Drummers Resource Podcast. And this session is brought to you by Boso Bamboo Drumsticks. The world's first and only full line of bamboo drumsticks. Check them out at bosodrumsticks.com. And if you want to save yourself 15% off your entire order, just use the promo code podcast and you'll be hooked up with that discount. The interview that I have today is great. I have Mike Adamo. And for those of you who don't know who Mike Adamo is, he wrote one of my favorite books, my one of my favorite music books of all time called The Breakbeat Bible. And... We're going to talk all about breakbeats and we're going to talk about how these breakbeats influenced all of this other current music um, dating all the way back to, you know, like the early, early start in hip hop all the way up to the stuff that we have going on now. And and Mike is really well versed on this stuff. And I've been working out of this book for a while. My buddy Dylan hooked me up with it and I've been hooked I've been totally addicted to this book, and it's it's literally like my new favorite drum book. So I'm really, really excited to have him on the show. And we're going to talk all about the book. We're going to talk all about breakbeats and a little bit of hip-hop and a little bit of funk and a bunch of other stuff. So without further ado, Mr. Mike Adamo. Mike, what's going on, man? Thanks so much for doing this. Hey, going good. How about you, Nick? It's uh, it's going really well, really, really well. And as we were just talking off air, man, I'm a I'm a huge fan of of the Breakbeat Bible, which you wrote. Uh, I've been working out of it for a while now. And my buddy, the Grammy Award winning drummer Dylan Whistling, uh, hit me to it, and he's been he's he's a big fan of it as well. So he agreed, and I agreed that we should definitely get you on the show. So it's definitely a pleasure to have you. Cool, right on. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. My pleasure. So. As the listeners know, uh, I always like to get the backstory on on my guests. So tell us a little bit, you know, who you are, what you do, and and then how you got into playing to begin with. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm actually originally born and raised in uh, New Jersey, Marstown. Oh, okay. I'm in Hoboken. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess I just started like a lot of other people, according to my mom, uh, just playing on like pots and pans in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of that kind of progressed into like starting in grade school, like fourth grade, just doing concert bands and just getting into like some beginning snare kind of things. And then that kind of, uh, evolved into like doing the jazz band at school mm-hmm. and, um, in middle school, I started taking lessons and started getting into like some rock and started getting into like some funk and things like that. And then just kind of went from there pretty much. Nice. So you so you went the the schooled route so to speak because yeah. it's funny because every single guest that I have has a different story. They learn differently. Some people were like, "Oh, I never took a lesson in my life." Some people were like, "That's all I did was take lessons and never, you know, played along with records until I was 
30, you know, and then you yeah. have like Mike Clark, who was like, uh, I started playing the day I started playing. My dad took me down to the bar and I sat in and played a drum solo like with the band, which is like the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. But yeah, that's Mike Clark. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so now lead it. So out of um, so once you got out of high school, what, what, yeah. what was the path that you took from there? Um, well, that's kind of kind of an interesting point. Um, I like interesting. <laughs> at that point, I was kind of uh, looking back now, just kind of like a, a stupid kid. And I remember actually my mom wanted me to um, go to school at like Berkeley or like maybe William Patterson and, and study, you know, drums and music. Mm hmm. And at that point, I was like, well, if my mom wants me to do that, I'm not going to do that. Of course not. Why would you do that? That would be the, that would be the logical thing to do. We don't want to do that, you know. Yeah, so I just kind of, like, tried to get basically away from music, just flipped, uh, moved to Colorado so I could just snowboard. Right. And um, enrolled in college in Colorado, uh, Western State College, mm -hmm. and mainly just snowboarded didn't really play much but i did just for fun uh join the jazz band at that school and then actually through that i kind of met uh some other dudes and we actually joined uh formed a band kind of like uh almost more of like a blues hip-hop funk band mm-hmm and that actually ended up taking off and we ended up touring and, you know, making albums and stuff. And that is kind of actually what got me back into huh. you know, devoting my life to music. Which is amazing because it's such a music is such a powerful thing that even like you said, tried to get away from it and it pulls yep. you back in, and, you know, and it, it sucks you back in. It's like, nah, man, we're you're going to come on back in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is, I just, I love the fact that just the power of music can pull you back in and get you, get you rededicated and refocused into that, you know? Yeah. So before, yeah. so before you were, before you were in this band, what kind of music did you listen to before? Because I'm trying to figure out where the transition went from, you know, from you playing in this band to all the stuff that you did with the Breakbeat Bible. So what did you grow up listening to? Um, a little bit of everything. I was a, a huge fan of hip hop always. Um, so I was always listening to that. And then I, I loved rock too. Mm -hmm. um, classic, you know, I was really into like Zeppelin and I was right, also right. Into, probably in high school. I got really into like tower of power. Yeah. Man. And, yeah Garibaldi. And mm -hmm. um, I remember the first time, the first tower of power song I ever heard was Ebony jam. Mm hmm. And uh, just as soon as that those drums came in in the intro, like it just changed my life. <laughs> nice. And I, I just it just felt right, and I was like, "That's it." You know, I just knew. You're like, so, "This is what I need to do." <laughs> yeah. So always funk, and then I was I was into jazz too because I was I was playing it in the the jazz band at school. Mm -hmm. So I would just check out, you know, some some jazz also. So, right. right. So what what year did you graduate high school? Uh, 1999. Ah, so did I. Same year. So yeah, nice. So I, that's what I was trying. I was thinking we were the same age, and I was wondering like what, uh, what hip hop stuff that you were into. Because check this out. The guy I just interviewed, Steve Williams, who's a drummer 
and he was the original drummer in Diggable Planets, and oh. um, he was like the touring drummer for Vanilla Ice and and all these different people. And then I, and then we started getting we started talking about all this hip hop stuff, and and my I have an older brother, so. I got I grew up with all that stuff, like everything from like EPMD to Eric P and Rock M to you know to the DOC to NWA, Easy E, like all that stuff. So I'm curious what what kind of what was the hip hop stuff that you were listening to? Um, you know, all that and um a tribe called Quest. One of my favorites. Um Wu Tang um was huge. I remember when the uh that the double Wu-Tang album came out and that was just like, and my buddy taped it off the radio cause they played the whole thing in its entirety on like power. Did you have power 99? I don't think so. No, I don't remember. That was a Philly station. I don't know if it reached okay. all the way up there though, but okay. Um, so I, I think talking about uh, a tribe called quest is a, is a great transition into the breakbeat Bible. Cause one of the first, like I think the first page of the breakbeat Bible is the, is, um, tribe called quest so how did you get how did you get into that well first of all let's talk about what a breakbeat is for the people who don't understand what it is um and and sort of like the history and the lineage of of all of that um yeah that's actually an interesting question too because it's kind of like a a two two-fold answer mm -hmm. coming from like a, a hip-hop place you know it's it's a point in like a, a funk tune or a soul tune or really like any song where all the instruments cut out and just the drums just continue playing mm -hmm. and kind of maybe slightly depart from the the main groove of the song and kind of maybe like slightly embellish it a little bit and just kind of shine right right you know but not too crazy not like a full crazy drum solo or anything sure just like a um Man, I wish I could play audio on the interview, but I'll link to it uh, in the show notes page. But like the the Amen break is like the one that everybody talks about as being like the the one that that started it all, or the you know the most the most well known. Um, and coincidentally, somebody tagged me in a Facebook post the other day about this Amen break, and I was like, oh man, I was like, this is like right like right when you sent me the Breakbeat Bible, and then they were talking about this Amen break. So let's talk about the amen break so that way we can sort of reference it with something so we can so people can kind of know where we're going with this. Okay. Um, I'm like infatuated with this book, dude. That's I got to tell you that. That's why I'm like we're really really going to talk about this stuff cuz I'm into it, man. And I and it's something that doesn't get talked about a lot. So that's why I I really want to dig in deep with this. Okay, cool. Um yeah, the amen break um uh Gregory Coleman you know, uh, very un unsung hero of the drums. Mm -hmm. um, was on drums on that. And it was actually this song that that break is from, Amen Brother, is the, was actually the B-side of a, of a single. So it wasn't even supposed to be like, you know, their big hit or, or anything. But there was just, you know, a four, he had a four-measure drum break in that tune and there was just something about it, like the sounds, you know, the kick and the snare and the and the ride were just on and just how he played it. Everything was just perfect and it's just just an amazing four measure example of, of funk drumming. I think I got it right here. Here we go. Check it cool. out. 
So that's it right there. So yeah. that's so then so now they take these so now like people started pulling out these beats out yeah. of these old funk tunes, looping them, sampling them and then putting them in to hip hop. Right? And that's where like really sparked your interest, right? Of of how they were how they were taking it and sort of recycling it and reusing it and turning it into all this hip hop stuff. Yeah, exactly. It just it just blew my mind and I just like just fell in love with like the the infinite possibilities, you know, that you could get. It's almost like alchemy, you know, you just right. take you can just take something and just flip it and chop it and like just make it into a a whole new thing. I just thought that was awesome. So, and then um where did you come up with the idea for the book? Um, that's actually kind of a, a long, long kind of interesting story, but I'll keep it as short as I can. Hey man, we, we got time, so okay. I'm not, I'm not rushing you out of here by any means. Okay. Okay. Um, so that band that I was telling you about that I, I formed in college, um, you know, we had kind of been dedicating our whole lives to that, to like touring and cutting the albums and just taking it like to the next levels, just mm-hmm. like striving just for, you know, high levels of success. And at that point, we had been doing that for maybe eight years. Mm-hmm. I kind of started to get the feeling that it wasn't going to happen. Right. <laughs> um, you you cut. It's like. You can kind of taste it, but you're like, it's not, yeah. I just don't, you know, yeah, I've, I've been in that situation too. So it's a, it's a unsettling feeling to say the yeah, least. Exactly, man. So I just, you know, I didn't want to end up like 60 years old and sleeping on like people's floors. <laughs> right. I'm like, so I just, I was like, I got to do something else. Like, and I started getting kind of depressed and. I just couldn't figure out what to do and I couldn't like see a way beyond. And then just one day I woke up and it just kind of like hit me like um all at once, like a vision. Mm-hmm. And I knew um, what the title was going to be and I knew like what the book was going to be about. Like I even like could see uh, what the cover was going to look like and things. Hmm. And I was like, whoa, that's awesome. <laughs> I started working on it like that second. And uh, I hit up my friend who's like a really good graphic designer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, man, can you just like do up this cover for me? Just so I would have like uh, just drive to like really like motivate and, and do it. Right, right, right. So that's kind of how, how the idea came about. So then, so how, so, so did you finish the book before you? before you pitched it to Hudson? Oh, that's kind of basically um I I made the um And the reason the reason why I'm asking not to cut you off yeah. because I know that there's people out there that have ideas for books and yeah. you know it's not it's not very easy to get a book published especially through Hudson, you know. So, uh, you know, I I like to, I like to walk down that line a little bit because this podcast is all about helping people do what they want to do. You know, they want to succeed at drumming or they want to write a book or they want to tour. So, I interview the people who have done it and and sort of help people, you know, walk down that line as well. Yeah, yeah. Um so I the first thing I did was just create like um a demo of the book. Mhm. 
And I did it just super rough. Like I actually, I wasn't that familiar with computers at that point. And so I just actually did it by like cutting and taping scissors and scotch tape. And I made like a mock-up of the book and just photocopied it. Mm -hmm. And that the first version was way different than like the final version. Right, right, right. Um, But that first version, like I was able to, that was what um, got me the the deal, the publishing deal with Hudson. Mm-hmm. And then once they offered me a deal, I kind of went through like two more really like deep, cha- deeply changed metamorphoses of the demo. Mm-hmm. Like really kept on refining it till it till it was what the final version is. Nice, nice. Yeah. So talk about the. Um about how the book is structured for people that want to check it out. And also we're going to give some copies of this book away for free. So anybody listening right now, go to drummersresource.com forward slash breakbeat Bible, and you'll be able to enter your email address. And we're going to pick some winners to get a copy of this. And if you're not lucky enough to win, go to breakbeatbible.com because first of all, dude, I just found that breakbeat mixer. Like, oh, cool! Like I've gone to that breakbeat Bible before. Like I've gone to the website, and then I just noticed there's this mixer down there, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "This." So there's a mixer on this site that you can pull out the hi hat, or you can you can bring up the samples and bring them down in the effects and all that stuff. So check that out too, breakbeatbible.com. But if you want to enter to win a free copy of it, go to drummersresource.com forward slash breakbeat bible and enter your email address to win. Uh, so sorry. So go ahead. So, so how, how is the book laid out? Because I think it's, I think it's genius how you laid this thing out. So. Oh, cool. Thanks, Nick. Um, so it's kind of broken into, uh, 13 different sections that kind of deal with, you know, what I perceive to be the main elements of funk uh, and like breakbeat drumming. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I kind of divided into like 13 chapters that each chapter hones in on one of those elements. Then mm-hmm. there's exercises to kind of, you know, help you develop them. And then there's also just more musical beats that you can play mm-hmm. to kind of put them, you know, into use. And then uh, at the end, there's just a bunch of transcriptions of like actual breaks like the ones that i think are the most influential and kind of popular right so let's talk about a couple of those um you know i don't want to i don't want you to give it all away but i mean this book is thick too i mean this book i'm looking at it right now it's 179 180 pages and it comes with an mp3 disc too so i mean it's a big book um so let's talk about some of the uh, outside of the amen break like let's talk about some of the some of the 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 godfathers, so to speak, in breakbeat drumming, and some things that you suggest people listen to, um, and then we're gonna. I want to talk about a little bit about practicing this stuff as well. Okay, um, yeah, probably you know, aside from the Ah Man, um, another huge one is uh, the Funky Drummer, mm-hmm. James Brown, um, Clyde Stubblefield on drums on that one. Um, just crazy, just perfect, perfect timing and feel and vibe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's another one one that's been sampled just thousands, so many. And it's uh, one of the cool things about it is that just it's so timed out and 
it's so tight that you can just chop that one and you know <laughs> till your heart's content and just make like a million different variations of it yeah you know so it's that's a great one um probably another thing that's really cool about that one is that it's just it has those steady 16ths on the hi-hat mm-hmm. with just one hand and there's just something about that it's that, i mean it's a it's a crazy it's it's a sick great break i mean it's yeah i mean it's clyde stubblefield you know <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like you just can't resist those 16ths like they just like just hit you and just take over your being. So does the so does the Amen break have more? Has it been used more than the than the uh, the Clyde Stubblefield one? I've, that, that's like a heated debate, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I've heard different. Some people say Amen. I personally have no idea, and I honestly I don't think there's a way to truly know. Right. It's like the most recorded drummer of all time. It's like J.R. Robinson says he is. Bernard Purdy says he is. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, exactly. It's like the the sauce and gravy uh, argument with Italians. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so so let's talk about some listening stuff. Like, who do you who do you suggest that? You, I mean, obviously, you know, check out James Brown with Clyde Stubblefield, but yeah. um, but who are some of who are some of the other cats? Um, for me, you know, another another huge guy is uh, Zig. Yeah, man. Uh, Joseph. Uh, Zigubu Modaliste from the Meters, um, huge, huge influence. Um, I'm actually in a, a Meters tribute band. Awesome. It's called the Funky Miracle, and uh, man, I just love the Meters and I love Zig. I just love like his creativity and his vibe and just his feel. You know, it's just mm-hmm. unbelievable. So just any Meters is would be awesome to check out for sure. Now, um, God, were you going to list some other ones? Because I'm oh, uh, Tower of Power too. Well, absolutely, yeah, man. So, I, I guess the question is like we're talking about these people to listen to, and so breakbeat drumming is a style, and then they and then people have taken these breakbeats and used them for other things. But just because it's a like. What am I trying to say here? Just because it hasn't been sampled for another song doesn't mean that it's not a breakbeat, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So I, I was like, did I did, did I explain that correctly? <laughs> um, and actually, like some people, like especially um, electronic, like purists, if you say breakbeat, um, then to them, like it means, you know, it has to mean like 160 to 180, like full-fledged. You know, they they won't like accept, you know, like a funk break. Right. Um as as a breakbeat drumming. Um which is, you know, that's cool. Um right, but, right. you know, if you if you check out a guy like Questlove and you check out any interviews that he's done, like his kind of definition of breakbeat would be like just that funk and soul like just a drum everything else cuts out and that's right, kind, right. Of, kind of his school so it's kind of like a two two uh way street i feel right yeah and you know the i guess i wonder if people are like well what's how do i know if it's a breakbeat it's basically just the music dropping out the drum still playing 
Yeah. Um, and, you know, and then if, like we said, some of the hip hop guys sampled it, I think it's amazing. And I don't think people realize how much stuff has been sampled and and used again so you'll hear something and you're like oh yeah that's just the tune and it's like well that's actually not the tune it's a sample that they took and then use this and this and this and put it you know put it all into that and i think people would be astonished if they knew how many songs were actually sampled from other songs just the grooves not necessarily like the whole song redone you know yeah exactly there's a uh, what there's a great website i think it's called like who sampled or something like that Oh, yep. I checked that out. Did you ever see that? It's, yeah. Uh, it's cool pretty impressive. Like, you know, like, uh, uh, what was I listening to the other day? It was like a, it was a Jay-Z tune and it was, um, uh, what was the, I forget the name of the tune. It has, it's like, has this real strong organ part in the beginning. Uh, uh, what the heck is the name of that tune? Uh, oh, it's gonna bug me now. Of course, like why we're <laughs> why we're recording, I can't I can't think of it. As soon as I hang up, I'm gonna be like, oh, I know exactly what it is. But um, but yeah, just like listening to a tune, and then you're like, wait a minute, that's from this tune. And when you start making those connections, man, it's really, really, it's really, really a cool thing. And this book definitely helps you make that connection. You know, I actually didn't know about the youthful expression groove. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, lo- I love that. So, um, which is like page one of the book. And I was like, all right, you got me. You got me. I was like, I'm in. So, nice. um, so what year did this, when did this come out? Uh, that came out in 2010. 2010. Okay. So what's, uh, what's next on the horizon for you? Do you have, are you got some other book ideas? Or are you, uh, sticking with just playing live or? Um, yeah, I got it. I got a lot of stuff going on right now. Um, one thing that I'm I'm really working a lot on is uh, a series of beginner, almost like primer books, mm-hmm. um, to take like beginners, just from first time players, all the way up uh, to be able to eventually work out of out of this volume. Nice. So it's going to be like a six part series, and right now I'm just working a lot on the the content for it takes so long man it does but um it's pretty cool i have a lot of drum students right now so i kind of just test out the content on them at their lessons right (laughs) and see like what sticks and what's effective right and what's not and i'm kind of trying to wrap my head around how i can make this like a full-fledged um app with Mm -hmm. it so um sort of like all play along stuff within the within the series. Exactly. Not, so are you going to release them as books or are they going to be is it going to be digital content or like play along stuff or I think I'll do all of the above because I think no matter how far technology goes, there's just something really cool about having like a physical book. I agree. So, I'll probably going to do everything. Nice. It's nice to be able to like grab a book and write in it and make notes and, you know, it's it. I definitely agree with that. You know, or maybe if you buy the book, you get like the the download with you can get the PDF or something of it so you can so you can bring it with you if you if you want to go on the road or something. You know. Yeah, exactly. So, do you teach online as well, or do you just teach in person? Uh, no, I also teach through Skype. Okay. 
And I've been doing that a lot more lately, and I really like it. I, I feel like it's a really cool way to to teach. Yeah, it's it's weird because once when you first start to set it up, you're like, I don't know how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you get into it and you're like, oh, this is actually this is actually really cool. Like this, this works and nobody has to go anywhere and and you can be on the other side of the country. So where are you now? Are you still in Colorado? Uh, no, now I'm currently I'm based out of Lake Tahoe. Oh, nice. Yeah. So um, definitely some good snowboarding there. Totally. Actually, I don't really have time uh, to go anymore. I've only been like two times this whole year, but uh Ugh. I like the area though. It's kind of a little bit out of. I sometimes I can't really like hang in in the city vibes for too long. Right, right, right. But um, it's not too far removed from the the San Fran Bay Area mm-hmm. and like Sacramento, so I can kind of dip in and out, but I don't have to to be in the mix. You have to stay there, right? <laughs> yeah. So I, I've been liking it up here for sure. I got a studio and uh, just teach teach out of my studio up here and. So awesome. Been liking it, yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. So where can so where can people go to find out more information about you if they want to connect with you, if they want to get the book, if they want to take lessons from you online, all that information. Oh, um you can check out my main uh website is micadamo.com. And everything's on there for them. Everything's on there. Uh it's currently like undergoing a little bit of a construction. Mhm. But you can still go on there now and, and check out everything, but I'm um, working on updating that. Cool. Um, you can check out, um, like you said, thebreakbeatbible.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely check that out. Like, you can buy the book there, which I strongly suggest. If you don't have Mike's book, definitely pick it up. Uh, and even if you even if you have the book, just go and check out the, the mixer that's on. I don't know why I thought that was so awesome, though. I was like, this is... I was like sending it to all these people. I'm like, dude, you got to check this out. Oh, nice. Thanks, man. Yeah. I'm yeah. working on that site too. Just working on like taking it to the next level too. Right. Yeah. Because I was wondering if you were going to, you know, cause that site now it's sort of just like a landing page where you can buy the book and check out the mixer. And I didn't know if you were going to like use that to expand and put all the, you know, put more information on there and kind of turn it into sort of a resource, so to speak. Yeah, I am for sure. Um, I feel like maybe right now I'm spread a little too thin. Like I need to, I'm just kind of working on a lot of stuff. So, <laughs> man, you know, it's, it gets a little crazy when, when there's not a shortage of ideas. Yeah. And you're like, I want to do 17 things. Uh-huh. You know, you're like, wait a minute. I gotta, I gotta do one thing or two things. Maybe, you yep. know, I get the same way with my site and, you know, I'm like, Oh man, I could have videos and I'm going to build this and I'm going to do this and I'll have all these people do. And it's like, and you know, my fiance is always like, where, where, who, who, you and who, like, where, how, where, are you, where are you going to get all the time to do all this stuff? And I'm like, all right, maybe I'll just concentrate on one or two things. Yeah, exactly, man. That's the key. Yeah, man. Absolutely. So listen, uh, to all the listeners out there, if you want to enter to win, uh, you know, a copy of the breakbeat Bible, go to drummersresource.com forward slash breakbeat Bible. And if you want to pick up the book from Mike, which I, like I said, I strongly suggest it's a great book. Um, go to breakbeatbible.com. And, uh, if you don't like it, uh, Mike said, he'll send you a hundred dollars, uh, per, <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> You'll like it. Don't worry about it. Um, and check out Mike If you want to study with him or you want to learn more about him. And, uh, like I said, man, 
congrats on the book. The book is amazing, and I, I really love it. I've been working out of it for a while, and I can't wait to continue to working out of it. So, uh, and thank you for for being a part of this, man. Thanks for thanks for being on the podcast, and uh, hopefully we can have you back, especially when you got some other stuff going on. Feel free to reach out, man. We'll I'd love to have you back on the show. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me, Nick. I, I really appreciate it. Awesome, man. It's been my pleasure. And uh, yeah, man, let's keep in touch. All right. All right. Oh, one more thing. Absolutely. I, <laughs> I got a new uh, musical project that I'm working on right now. Okay. Uh, a new. It's a new band called 13 Kings. Mm-hmm. Actually, I just saw that on your website. Cool. Yeah, you can check it out at uh, 13kingsmusic.com. And I'll link to that uh in the show notes as well so that people can check that out cool and uh i'm getting i've been getting a lot more into uh producing Mm -hmm. and studying a lot of theory getting a um, a lot more into like harmony and melody and things and so i actually do have been doing all the writing for this and and produce so um, there's links on the 13 kings page where you can check out the first album and uh, I'm currently just in the studio now working on the second album and figuring out how to translate it to the to the live stage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So are you are you not touring or anything with 13 Kings right now? Not touring uh, yet, but I have plans to, you know, put together um, a group and and hit the stage. Nice. So what about what about Funky Miracle? You guys touring? Um, no, we don't really tour. No. I'm not really doing too much touring right now. Mm-hmm. Kind of, um, I kind of just take, you know, one-off gigs and just hit things like around the Tahoe and, and Bay Area. Right, right, right. Things. Um, mainly just more of a in the lab, you know, <laughs> yeah. working on producing and just kind of getting better at, at things like that. That's so work. That is work enough right there, man. Yeah. It's definitely time consuming. And, uh, you know, you're like everything I, I remember in the studio I used to work in, there was a sign on the wall and said it studio motto. This is going to take a lot longer than we anticipated. <laughs> you know, that's like you're like, oh, man, it'll take an hour. Twelve hours later, you're still in there doing it. So exactly. So I get that. Yeah. So so you said it's 13 kings music dot com. And like I said, there's a link on your on your site as well, but I'll make sure to put all of this stuff in the show notes on Drummer's Resource uh, so that everybody can everybody can find all of your information. They can reach out to you. They can, you know, find you on Facebook and and all that stuff, too. So. Well, thanks, Nick. Awesome, man. Mike, thank you very much. I appreciate it. It was great chatting with you, man. And keep up the good work. Thanks. Yeah. Likewise, Nick. Thank you, brother. I'll be talking to you soon. All right. Have a great day. All right. Thanks. You, too. All right. So there you have it, Mike Adamo, the author of The Breakbeat Bible. And if you're interested in trying to win a copy of The Breakbeat Bible, head over to drummersresource.com forward slash Breakbeat Bible. Enter your email address and you will be automatically entered to win a copy of The Breakbeat Bible. And check out thebreakbeatbible.com and there's a mixer on there and you can purchase the book on there and all this stuff. So there's some really cool stuff on the site. So go to breakbeatbible.com or mikeadamo.com for more info. And visit me on drummersresource.com. I'm on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash drummersresource. I'm on Twitter at drummersrsource and on Instagram at drummersresource. And until the next podcast, thanks so much for listening. And also, if you want to submit your questions for the next Ask Rafini uh, podcast, make sure that you either tag me 
on Instagram and use the hashtag AskRafini or shoot me an email at questions at drummersresource.com or just shoot me a message on Facebook. And I'll be talking to you soon. Peace.